closet just randomly fell. That was weird. Was it a, <laughs> is a cat in there? I don't think so, but it is possible. Is a ghost so, in is there? Possible. Is your terrifying also shadow possible? person child in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, like, uh, <laughs> scared the absolute fucking shit out of me. Terrifying. I know, right? Terrifying. That was a good one. Well, on that official note, hi, Andy. Hi, Katie. Welcome. This is Two Girls Who Scare Easily. And we talk about spooky and weird and, I don't know, interesting and bad things that happen in and around Colorado. Mm -hmm. So, if you are just joining us this week... You should probably go back and listen to the last episode because this is part two of the 12 tribe cults, 12 tribes cult. Season two, really season two, coming out swinging. Um, Right. Do you have any business to go over before we get started? Well, I know. I thought I had a thing, but now I can't think of it. So I guess not. Okay. Oh, I figured before we get started on part two, I should just do a disclaimer. I feel like in part one, I got a little hot and heavy on the things that I don't like about high control religious groups, which I stand by all of those. I don't like any of that. But what I want to say is, (laughs) I think we can both agree. We don't have any problem with what religious beliefs people want in their life. Correct. I don't, my issue with this group is not that they want to communally live and give up earthly possessions. Don't care. Plenty of people communally live. It's great. Plenty of people are doing, let's stand against Late stage capitalism, fuck yeah. I think that's awesome. You don't want to have any possessions? Cool. You want to change your name? Cool. You want to read very specific religious books or come up with your own spiritual experience and practice? Cool. Not a big deal. Don't care about any of that. That's not the issue. I don't hate religion at all. By all means, do what you want. However, when doing what you want involves oppressive and abusive and harmful ideology and actions against other humans, no thank you. Yes. The buck that is stops. That is where we draw the line. That is, um, you know, cult versus religion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that line gets blurry, but yes, it does. Yeah, just don't be a jerk. Like, just don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, yeah I realized like yesterday. I was like, you know, I feel like at some point someone's going to hear this and take it way out of context. So like, I am not. <laughs> I am not hating on any lifestyle. That a person wants to do because it works for them and that's what they subscribe to and that's what they believe. Fucking go for it. Go for it. 
But if it's harming other people or if it's creating a system that is rife with power and control and coerciveness and abuse, then, like, that's bad. (laughs) And that includes harmful rhetoric and ideology about groups of human beings who live in this world. Yes. Correct. So, ex-nay. Yes. Just so we're clear. And I know part of it might be I'm a little bit bitter. And I get that that is my religious trauma playing out. <laughs> it so it, it happens. It's fine. I think you were fine. I so, don't you think know. you were I don't think you were too like anti religion. You're you're pretty like anti racist, which I'm okay with. <laughs> I feel like everybody yeah. should be. That's not like a. I think for me, that's like, well, yeah, you should be. You should be. Yeah. We're human beings. Yeah. And it's people. Yeah, like degrading other human beings. Not chill. Not cool. Not that chill. Yeah. So that was my piece. Okay. Uh, take it away, Andy. Well, uh, further content warning, we're going to talk a lot about child abuse and some sexual abuse in this episode. So, I'm, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> if you need to skip this one, it's cool. Uh, before we dive into that, though, I... can't skip. You can't. You're stuck here. I can't. I can't skip. You're trapped. Uh... I found out that there is a Behind the Bastards episode about this cult. Have you ever listened to that? Ooh. No. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. He talks about, like, the worst people in history, but he's really funny and he's got really great research. Um, It's a guy. Fantastic. It's like a journalist who has actually, like, been in war zones and shit, but then also used to work for Cracked. (laughs) So... Take that how you will. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so he had a lot of really great rest of, uh, research, and he filled in some of the gaps in my early stuff. So uh, I found out that Spriggs, when he had his revelation, uh, he was working as a carny. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably did see a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck yeah, he did. That is its own world. Yeah. So, you know. They stick to themselves. (laughs) Um, I also found out that the original assault case that brought attention to them, like the only real time that the U.S. government has tried to do anything really about this cult, was, uh, if you remember, it was an assault charge paired with, like, allegations of of child abuse or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. It involved a 13-year-old girl who got caught kissing a boy. And so she was essentially beat for that. And we'll get more into the details of how they go about it. There's a very specific method. Mm. Uh, Yes. And so her dad ended up calling the police, and then he dropped the charges. Turns out that you can't really get a search warrant without knowing the 
details of the people, like the children involved or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to know their names and how many there are. And that's why it didn't stick. So they actually got the initial search warrant, got the kids, Mm -hmm. and then a second judge wouldn't allow them to, like, essentially examine the children for signs of abuse because they were like, no, the original search warrant was too broad. Okay. Yeah. So that's also the problem with cults that are this insular. Like, it's really hard Mm -hmm. to take any legal action against them because you don't have enough details to even get a search warrant. Um, Also... Well, that's really hard with abuse cases, period. Like, it happens in such a behind-closed-doors private scale that unless you get physical evidence on the victim or someone else sees or there's something, unfortunately, all you're left with is hearsay. And that's really, really, really hard to stick because at any point someone could change their mind or not cooperate or it's just an uphill battle. Yeah. Period. Exactly. So the, basically the whole raid was aborted on June 22nd. And so that became their first official holiday. They call it the day of deliverance and they celebrate it like Passover. (sighs) Mm -hmm. That's not deliverance. It's not, they're not persecuting you. They're trying to stop you from being violent and abusive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. Um, like I mentioned, so we mentioned last week that the unpaid labor thing is, uh, like there's a lot of evidence for that. And it's kind of mm-hmm. something that a lot of the articles focus on when they're talking about this cult. But the biggest thing that this cult is known for is child abuse. Uh, in Behind the Bastards, he called it the beat your kid cult. Wow, we Yeah. What a, what a name. Mm-hmm. What a nomaker. That title. Yeah. Hot dog. Right? So we'll ease into oh, it God. a little bit. Uh, going back to the unpaid labor, it doesn't apply to just adults. Mm-hmm. As you might have guessed, um, mm-hmm. children often work beside their parents. Uh, in mm-hmm. 2001, the New York Post ran an article accusing the group of child labor violations. So it turns out that Estee Lauder actually had a contract with their factory, the 12 Tribes factory called Common Sense Products. Uh, and so Estee Lauder saw this article and they performed a random inspection of this factory and they found several 14-year-olds assisting their fathers. So uh, former members report that they typically stopped school at 12 or 13 and went to work at the cult-owned businesses then, which they called apprenticeships. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So Estee Lauder, like, cut ties. As well as a couple of other businesses. Um, so cool. 
that's at least something. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that was a big, uh, that is one thing that like the government will kind of keep more of an eye on with these people is like the child labor. That's pretty. Yeah. Cause then they can't get their money cause you're evading taxes and doing something that is like on paper blatantly illegal. Yeah. Like if you have a 14 year old working in a factory, they're like, okay, you can't do that. <laughs> the optics are, are bad for that one. Mm -hmm. Um, I read, or I heard one thing that pointed out that like the unpaid labor calling them all volunteers, like the government doesn't really go after them for that because that's rich people crime. <laughs> yeah. It's like rich businesses not. that do that. It's not. Um, mm -hmm. So, but child labor, they draw the line. Mm -hmm. Unless you're in some states like turkey and poultry plants in Arkansas that got busted for having teenage 14-year-old undocumented children what was... at work in their factories doing all hours of the night cleaning machinery. But, you know, I forget what the... we don't care about those kids. I forget what the business was, but I feel like they just busted a place in Nebraska? Nebraska or Kansas for that, too. Yeah. So, you know, cool, cool stuff. <laughs> Because if they can get away with it, they will. Yeah, for as long as they can. Um, like I said, unfortunately, that's the tip of the iceberg when it comes to child abuse. They have a 348-page child training manual, which outlines how children are supposed to be disciplined. This is going to be fun for me. Bring it on. Would we? Would you like to play a, a dark, depressing game that the only reason it's gallows humor is because I'm the one <laughs> initiating it? We can play a game called Guess How Many of These You Think oh, no. I experienced as a child. Oh, <laughs> because all high-control religious groups operate in their disciplinary practices, like yeah. the same way. So apparently this is the cult that like really started it and popularized it. Mm -hmm. So like, even though Fantastic. 12 tribes itself isn't a super well-known cult, this manual and these techniques are very pervasive. So yeah, their work is because yeah. it got everywhere because it's, it, I mean, control in a way it, it works. Like, you do get children to air buddies behave, yeah. but it's through fear and coercion and harm. Yeah. All right, bring it on. Right. Let's go. If I had a bell, I'd dang it, but I don't. Uh, so children as young as six months are punished harshly for being defiant or disobeying. Even something like wriggling during a diaper change is seen as disobeying. Okay. Yeah. A, a former member whose father helped establish the Boulder community said that kids were supposed to be quiet, and when they weren't, mm -hmm. physical restraint over their bodies and mouths was expected. So they would mm -hmm. literally swaddle and gag babies. 
who can't form speech, who no. their only form of communication is crying because yeah. that's all they know how to do. They literally can't understand what's happening or why. No. No. Uh, parents are expected to spank their children for even the smallest infractions. Uh, mm -hmm. It seems when they are young, they basically use balloon sticks. So it's like the plastic sticks that the little mm -hmm. balloons are mm -hmm. on. Uh, they use that to beat the kids. And then when they get older, it's like thin, flexible wooden rods. Mm -hmm. uh, they use them on their bare butts, hands, soles of their feet. It mm -hmm. is not uncommon for parents to spank their children 20 to 30 times a day. Why not, you know? Yeah. yeah. So... One ex-member said, they say suffering or hardship to discipline is like sunshine to a plant. Yeah. If you don't spank your children, you could be shamed and cut off from the community until leaders approve your return. Uh, not only that, any adult is allowed to discipline any child. There are stories of parents who refuse to spank their children. And their partners would get other members to do it instead, like even behind their backs. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. And then if you don't follow the discipline tenants, the cult might also tell you that you're unfit to raise your own children. And they'll send your kids to other communities to be raised. Or they'll break, split apart spouses. They will literally break up families over this. Oh my. Yeah, this is like I mean their big thing. That's like that's what they do because if you have familial bonds even with people you're not related to if you have people that you care about and then you get together and talk about things or you see them suffering then you are more inclined to question the entire system mm -hmm. and go all of this is bullshit. I'm out. Yeah. So if they split you up and put you with other people, they can maintain power and control. Yeah, exactly. Because also, why would you leave? Because then what would happen to them if I'm gone? Yeah. Uh, they refuse to bruises as blue marks and are considered a good thing. If your kid doesn't have blue marks, you're not doing a good job parenting and you clearly don't love your children. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Uh. There was a journalist who went undercover in Germany and was secretly videotaping. They caught 50 individual acts of child abuse over the course of two days. Also, fun fact, corporal punishment of any ilk is illegal in Germany. So Germany was actually able to remove the children and place them in foster homes. And the cult was just like, just peace. We'll just get out of Germany. <laughs> I think they're out of Germany. I'm not sure. This is just, my face is going to be in a permanent grimace of just, ugh. Yeah, it's, um, it's, everything about it is the worst. Um, this next example is the one that, like, stuck with me. 
Okay. Really bad. So there was a former member who grew up in the cult. Mm-hmm. As an infant, he got meningitis, mm. which left him deaf. His parents didn't realize that he was deaf until he was four years old. So they were constantly beating him for not listening. And he physically could he not physically hear them. He physically could not hear them. And they didn't even reckon. Like, I can't even wrap my head around, like, how bad you have to be at, at parenting <laughs> for this. Like, at some point, four years. Like, at some point, you look at that kid. Like, are you never talking to them? Are you, like, I don't understand. At all. Apparently not. I mean, if the kid is supposed to be quiet. Yeah, like. And you. But I don't, I don't understand. I don't. Yeah, like, not a, not a single ounce of recognition of sounds. And you, your first thought is, this child is bad. Yeah. They're just being defiant. And not, how about. Maybe there's actually some other issue, like, which wouldn't you want to do as a parent? Because like, it's really dangerous if your child can't hear and you don't know how to account for that mm-hmm. in their day-to-day life. Well, and like both of my children have great hearing. There's nothing wrong with either of their hearing. And if they didn't react when they were a baby, I was already like, <gasps> Maybe they're deaf in one ear. Maybe they're deaf. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> although I guess, like, part of it goes back to the whole beliefs of this cult because they believe that if something, if someone gets sick or if there's something wrong with you or your family, it's punishment because you're not, you know, holy enough. You're not a strong mm-hmm. enough believer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's your fault, so I guess I could also see kind of ignoring it and not wanting to acknowledge that something was wrong. Yeah. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> Poor baby. Sickness sickness is of the devil, so. Yeah. Um, food is also routinely withheld as a form of discipline mm-hmm. for up to mm-hmm. days at a time. Mm-hmm. Children will also be locked in basements or otherwise isolated for days at a time. (laughs) Uh, It's super fun. Uh, Oh, have I mentioned that kids also aren't allowed to have toys? Cool. Yeah, because it takes their focus away from God. So there's stories of, like, kids playing with their dad's socks, like their dolls, and then, like, hiding it. Whenever anybody would come in. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, all of this actually breaks my heart, but that really, really breaks my heart of you. You're a child. You're yeah. supposed to be imaginative and exploratory and loud and stinky and selfish because you're learning everything for the first time and you've never been a human before. Exactly. And 
like that is natural behavior. It's also how you learn. That's how you learn. And adults are just supposed to provide a safe, welcoming, loving framework in order for you to do that. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. It's kids are allowed to be kids. Yeah. Um, Another former member recounted hearing his neighbors beat their two-year-old throughout an entire night until she finally ate her dinner of millet. Millet is gross. Millet is not people food. So it's literally like it's not people food and it will leave you malnourished. Uh, It's apparently they often that's like another way that the cult controls its members is to control what they eat. And Mm -hmm. they often provide the cheapest food possible, Mm -hmm. which is sometimes millet, which is not people food. And you don't get nutrients, so you are weak and lethargic and tired and far more likely to be controlled. Yeah. You don't have the brain power to question your situation. Mm Mm-mm. Like, you physically don't. Yeah. You physically like, do not have brain power. Brains actually <laughs> require a lot of nutrients and calories to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even not work in some cases. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, this malnutrition also leads to fairly frequent miscarriages and stillbirths. And since... <laughs> They the use of contraception is banned, and they also don't typically use modern medicine. It's yeah, it's really rough. God, they sometimes will use midwives. Um, but yeah, if if anything goes wrong, they're not really going to do anything about it. Yeah. So, you know. You're going through your entire pregnancy without any real prenatal care. Mm -hmm. And then if you lose the baby, you are told it's your fault for not being godly enough. Centuries of human development and we still can't get over that. Yep. We still can't. Oh, God. Um, If you want a really devastating story... In the Inside the Tribes podcast, two former members uh, from Australia are actually interviewed, and so they share the story of how they suffered a late-term pregnancy loss. The mother was pressured to give birth to her dead child as quickly as possible because Mm -hmm. they didn't want to deal with it. And then the father was forced to build a casket for it. And then take it into the desert and bury it in an unmarked grave. (sighs) Police in New South Wales executed a search warrant for stillborn babies buried on the property where they found the remains of at least one infant, uh, but no criminal charges have been announced. God. Yeah. There... It was a story of an infant that died from a whooping cough outbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a pregnant woman who had, I believe it's placenta previa, 
Let me double check that really quick. Yeah, placenta previa. So what that is, is your placenta, because speaking of weird childbirth things, when you are pregnant, you grow a whole new organ. <laughs> like Ooh. the placenta is, it's its own organ and that's weird, but it was blocking part or all of the birth canal and it's a really dangerous uh, condition. Uh, yeah. So she went into labor, blacked out, and they just dropped her on the sidewalk in front of a hospital. <laughs> and then when she woke up, she found that she had lost the baby. That was when she left the cult, thankfully. But I mean, it's devastating that you lose the baby. But yeah. the fact that she even woke up, like, that yeah. is... That's insanely risky. Yeah. It can cause like a lot of bleeding and yeah. lots of issues. Like people die from that. Yeah. Without modern medicine, we learn real hard, real fast exactly how dangerous giving birth is. Yeah. So many things can go wrong. So dangerous. And even when they go right, it's dangerous. Yeah. Like <sighs> Yeah. Um Okay, so let's move on to sexual abuse. Yay. Good. <laughs> you know, I was really just, I, I was thinking, God, Andy, this is so light. Right? When are you going to hit me with it? <laughs> that uh, pun was not in any way intended. But. Oh, no. Uh, if you don't laugh, you cry. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And... Oh, and unfortunately, it's not a cult abuse story without sexual abuse allegations. Of course. How it rolls. Um, so when you can do whatever you want to people, yeah. then you can do whatever you want to people. Exactly. Well, and so sexual abuse of children is not condoned or allowed, but it does happen. And it's rarely reported when it does because you have created this situation where children are literally not allowed to disobey an adult. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what that adult is asking them or telling them or doing to them. They're not allowed to disobey. And so it's this environment that is just ripe for the picking for pedophiles and, and just oh, people absolutely. who want to abuse that power. Like it's, yeah, the perfect situation for them, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, how a case is handled often depends on the status of the abuser within the cult, of course. That happens even outside this type of... It does. ...religious control group. It, st it shouldn't matter, but it still absolutely does. Because... Mm -hmm. Capitalism... <laughs> I don't know that we can blame capitalism on that one. No, I mean, not really. There's still we yeah. can blame it for many things, but maybe not, maybe not that because terrible people existed long before we developed a free market economy. This is true, and will continue even after it switches to something else. Yep. Thank. So as you, I'm sure, can guess, frequently children are either not believed, are punished, 
or are told that the abuse was their fault? Oh, let me just... As my therapist said, you can, can recognize the emotion and then you can let it flow through you like a leaf on a river. I recognize that that infuriates me and it makes me very sad and that hits very close to home. And I can say, hmm, this isn't my story. It's someone else's story. Okay. On your way, leaf. Yes. Flu, flu. And in case anyone needs to hear this, it is never your fault as the child. No abuse is your fault as the child. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't, I don't care what you did. It is the adult's job to protect you. Mm-hmm. And not abuse you, basically. That's like bare minimum. Just don't abuse you. That's like, yeah. yeah. Really seems like we shouldn't have to say it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> shouldn't have to say this. But, uh, it's, yeah, it is never, ever, ever, ever your fault. Nope. Ever. Period. Full stop. Yeah. So there you go. Um, one father was willing to work with law enforcement on a case where his daughter was abused, but he was Mm -hmm. told by 12 tribes leaders not to testify because it would shame our master, Jesus's name. And then the abuser was kicked out in that case. Uh, Another woman joined the cult as a single mother, um, which I don't think we've really expanded on this very well. But a lot of the draw of this cult for people is that they present as a very welcoming, like, family. Right? So if you Mm -hmm. don't have a support system whether you're a single parent, whether you're someone who ran away or just, you know, you're down on your luck, whatever. If you don't have a support system, they will be your support system. And that's very appealing for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And we all want a sense of community. Exactly. We all need that. Mm -hmm. It's just people in charge would, when they, they, the institution of 12 tribes, they know that and they see you as vulnerable and capable and you are a resource. And then they play on that and manipulate you. Exactly. And often it's, it is like a slow descent, you know, they're, they're not going to hit you with like, welcome to the club. Here's your child beating rod. Like (laughs) they're going to slowly indoctrinate you to believe that you're upholding traditional values and this is what god wants you know so it's a thing god doesn't have jack shit to do with that so no nope no miss me with that shit exactly so this woman joined the cult um in one place i heard that it was three daughters in another i heard it was two daughters and a son um but they arranged a marriage for her to this man and she found out that he was molesting her children. Mm. And so 
she went to leadership and they sent him to another community, but ultimately they denied her a divorce and attempted to cover up the abuse. So she ended up leaving the the group and she went to the authorities and um, thankfully the man was convicted of sex crimes eventually. Fucking good. But yeah, they, the way she told it, it seemed like they were originally um, going to let her get divorced. They were going to do something about it. And they're like, no, we're actually not going to. (laughs) Because the institution needs to protect itself. Mm -hmm. And if they're following the new Testament in, if they are following in their minds, what they believe to be, New Testament teachings on how the church should be. Number one is you settle matters between uh, members of the faith, your brothers and sisters in Christ Mm -hmm. in the church. You don't take it out. You settle it there. And then if you can't settle it there, which that's wildly open for interpretation, um, then you can bring in someone else but you should work it out with your church and your church leaders yeah and even if you're not together we don't get divorced that goes Mm -hmm. against god's will Mm -hmm. yeah and it's funny how often that working it out and going to your church leaders ends in well i'm just going to tell you to do this and don't make a fuss Mm mm-hmm It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So, as we've seen throughout history, whenever you dramatically repress sexuality, it has a tendency to bubble up in unfortunate ways. Mm -hmm. So, outside of the actual sexual abuse, um, in 2006... Co-ed education was banned. So, I mean, they're already only going to school until they're early teens. And now Mm -hmm. they're not allowed to be with children of the opposite gender. Um, They're not allowed to touch children of the opposite gender either. Like at all. Okay. Um, So in 2006, after this... uh, stopped co-ed education, the 12 tribes experienced a rash of young men experiencing with bestiality. Oh! No! No, no, no! No! Um... No! Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, it just gets worse. So, to deal with this, the group created oh a new rule that if a young man fornicated with an animal, that young man was then forced to kill that animal. Well, hang on a minute. What? We're victim-blaming Animals. Yes, ma'am. We eat. 
So at least 30 sheep, several cows, goats, and chickens were slaughtered. And it's estimated this that around 10 men and boys confessed to bestiality at the time. I cannot... This is like some straight up Leviticus shit. I cannot this... even begin to express how traumatizing every aspect of this had to be. So, like, first off, you presumably either get caught or you confess, right? To mm -hmm. uh, some sort of sexual act with an animal. So yes. you have to go through that whole conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> with your elders, leaders, whoever. Mm -hmm. And then you know that the entire community that you're in is going to know about this, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're forced to kill those animals. So now, like, these animals are literally dying because of your action. Like, you're, I don't know. It just, everything about that. I hate all of this. Every ounce of this I don't like. Not an not a lick of it. So you're going to like this even less. Um, the 12 tribes, uh, they, they have a history, according to former members, of forcing you to confess your sins, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they do this to children mm -hmm. and, and youth. Um, and they will... Essentially, like, they'll, like, lock you in the basement without food until you produce a list that they're satisfied with. Mm -hmm. So these are children. Um, they might not have any actual sins. Like, not a lot. They're not doing a lot. And they're, you know, terrified of even shifting because they're going to get beat for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Similarly with the sexual abuse, like, you're not teaching children about sex. And then they're going mm -hmm. to them and being like, well, was it vaginal or anal? And they're like, wait, what? I don't know. And so then they assume that they're making it up. In this case, mm -hmm. they're forcing children to make things up. So there is a chance mm -hmm. that some or all of these confessions aren't even real. Yeah. And then they're forced to go through this entire public shaming and slaughtering of animals for something that they didn't actually do. I hate this so much. <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason like... that behind the bastards actually titled their episode, the worst cult you'll, you've never heard of. <laughs> it's awful. I just, that's just everything that, everything they are turning their dogma into is wrong. Yeah. And bad. Mm -hmm. All of it. Every way they are skewing and manipulating 
human behavior or the Bible. Well, sometimes the Bible says a lot of crazy fucked up things, but they're making it even worse. (laughs) They are spinning all of it into the most extreme, most terrible ideas and version of itself. Mm -hmm. And it's, it becomes a, a monster. It is monstrous. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So that is the bulk of the abuse that we're going to talk about. Okay. <laughs> we're going to take a little break. We're going to talk about their leadership. Because this, mm-hmm. this is actually kind of interesting. So in true cult leader fashion – the rules did not apply to Eugene and his wife, Marcia. Of course not. In 2008, members learned that Marcia had carried out a series of extramarital affairs with other members. Uh, <laughs> listening to one of the men's stories, it definitely sounded like an abuse of power. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, that's in itself pretty interesting because usually when we hear about um, this kind of abuse of power, it's the cult leader themselves having multiple wives or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's very rarely their wife that's stepping out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Spriggs decided that his wife should be forgiven. The one story that I heard, it sounded like he may have known it was happening and not minded. Um, I don't have any proof of that. And it was just the one story. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, however, his easy forgiveness of his wife did cause some fractures in the group. Uh, one member is quoted as saying, it wasn't that she was a human and had fallen into sin it was that she had personally been involved in sending away a lot of other families for much less serious infractions. Yeah. It's very hypocritical. I mean, it's all hypocritical, but like for sure, dude. Yeah. We didn't get into a lot on Marsha throughout this episode. Uh, She's actually his third or fourth wife. (laughs) He got divorced a lot in his younger years. Um, But so a lot of the policies on raising and disciplining children seem to come from her, even though she doesn't actually have any children. Uh, There was one story of like a, a man who was talking to Spriggs and started telling him about the abuse he had suffered as a child and Spriggs is, like, in tears listening to this guy. And Marsha, like, comes in and hurries him out of the room and is like, you will never tell him those things again. And, like, she kind of seems like the asshole behind the power. <laughs> um, Yuck. She's also the only woman who's ever been allowed to have any kind of leader- leadership pres- position. It's, I don't think, official, but... None of the rules that dictate female subservience actually apply to her. Like, she's in all of the men-only meetings so she's and everything. Just, she's just not a girl's girl. 
No. At all. <laughs> so this incident where they found out that she had been stepping out uh, caused a lot of people to actually leave. And then the group clamped down harder on the members who stayed. <laughs> they just like, of course. yeah, they just double down. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So Eugene Spriggs died on January 11th, 2021 at age 83. The death certificate lists respiratory arrest as his main cause of death. Uh, seemingly related to heart disease, according to one. According to the symptoms listed, it sounds like it was probably COVID. (laughs) But like many religious leaders, they can't say it was COVID because godly people don't get COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Godly people don't get sick. You have the... It's going to kind of make me cringe saying it. You have the veil of protection that is the blood of Christ anointed over you and over your household. And since God has dominion over all, you don't get COVID because you are part of his flock. Exactly. That's not how germs work. No, it's not. At all. That's that's just not a thing. Like, that's not a thing. Germs don't give a fuck. But okay. They don't care. Nope. Humans are gross on a good day. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he probably passed away from complications due to COVID. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. That's the theory. I hope it was really, really bad for him. (laughs) I hope that that was not pleasant. And rest in distress. (laughs) Just, yeah. They tried to maintain that, like, he wasn't the all-powerful leader, you know? Like, he was the leader, though. Um, It's unclear at this point who's officially in charge of the cult now. But like I said, Marsha has definitely been running the show behind the scenes for years, so. She probably still is. Probably. I hope, well, karma. Yeah. I guess. I hope. Just karma. Because, like, wet socks, stub your toe, that's not enough. No. Not enough. No. That's, mm mm-mm. Those are things that you hope people you don't like or that are just annoying Mm -hmm. do. So, like, for you, I hope that... You experience the full weight of karma. (laughs) And perhaps also the punishment of the United States government. But in the event that that won't happen, which seems likely, um, may you get exactly what you deserve. Seconded. (laughs) (laughs) So may it be, bitch. Not calling her a bitch. That was just an exclamatory. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Sidetrack. I have a pin on my backpack that says spooky bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And my 
son was like, why is there a curse word on your backpack? So I had to explain to him that sometimes when you're a grown up, curse words aren't bad things. (laughs) They're, they're funny. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. I have a nephew who is at that age too. And he, this year was the first year he was allowed to watch all of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, (laughs) um, which he found beyond hysterical. Nice. Because it is. It is. But yeah, I think at many points he was like, but dad, there's a lot of bad words in this. Like, is is, is this okay? I don't think they should be saying that. Is this okay that we're watching this? Like... These are bad words. They should change it. And you're like, okay. So I guess now is the time where you suddenly discover the gray areas in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone is hypocritical about something. Really, once they learn to read, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> like in a lot of so ways, just it's don't let nice. your kids read, Andy. Uh, I mean, I feel like I can't wear my tank top that says big dick energy anymore (laughs) you can't it's a bummer i have to save it for like adult only expeditions and you very rarely have those very rarely you just have to put it on hiatus for like a few years yeah once and then when they're teenagers exactly okay then it's funny or embarrassing which honestly either would work for me Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get into the 12 tribes in Colorado. Um, They must have pretty decent SEO because their website was the second result when I searched 12 tribes Colorado. The oh, Lordy. first result is a Denver Post article titled, They Are Evil, X-12 Tribes Members Describe Child Abuse Control Inside Religious Cult. Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting. Um, But description from their website says, In the foothills of the Rocky Mountains on El Dorado Springs Drive, our community gathers every morning and evening to hear from our Creator through one another. Devoted to the teachings and selfless life of our Master Yahshua, the Messiah, Jesus of the Bible, we lay down our lives for one another, meeting each other's needs first, to see his kingdom come to earth. Sounds like hippie stuff. It's like Christian hippie stuff. It doesn't sound bad. Yeah. Not that bad. I love how they have to add the Jesus of the Bible. It's like, yeah, as opposed to what? The yeah. Jesus of the not Bible? Well, it's because no one we knows don't... who Yahshua the Messiah is. <laughs> oh. All right, folks. Yep. So the cult first moved to Colorado in the early 2000s. They first established a compound in Manitou Springs, and then they expanded to Boulder in 2010. An estimated 40 people live at the El Dorado Springs Drive compound, and another 25 or so in a house in Manitou Springs. There are reports of child abuse at the Colorado Commune, and have been several children who have run away. Some returned and some didn't. Um, It doesn't sound like there have ever been any, like, real investigations, though, in Colorado. Mm -hmm. 
Um, there have been 12 calls to service for controlled burns, which apparently the embers that caused the Marshall Fire were actually part of a legal trash burn. Um, so, like, the okay. fire improvement fire department had approved it and everything. It was just, like, really shit conditions. Yeah. Um, the, there have been 13 fire-related incidents at the compound, as well as four calls to service for child issues, two calls for trespassing, two medical calls, and a number of other miscellaneous calls to service for welfare checks and noise complaints. So... There's something going on, but nothing that's led Always anywhere. complaints. They're not. Can't imagine that they're out here having. They sing and dance, I think. They dance? I think we do, actually. Oh, Some dance. Do they dance when the spirit moves them? Well, because they have, like, they do, like, the um, Israeli folk dances, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. So they're not down. With the Jewish faith, but no, again, no, we're going to culturally appropriate. We're going to cherry yeah, pick it. That's what they do. Um, mm. A couple of CU reporters did manage to go undercover twice onto the compound. Um, wow. Yeah. So here's an excerpt. Uh, when we arrived, we were greeted with a torrent of clapping and offerings of a mystery tea, which I refused. Our safety plan dictated neither of us would eat the same thing. We prepped safe words and contacted friends to ask that they call the police if they didn't hear by us by a certain time. Our time there was dominated by prayer and dining. Men held most of the speaking time and the children sat quietly to the side. Nicole pointed out a strange practice. The kids were frequently going to, into the bathroom, always ex escorted by an adult. Inside, Nicole found wooden rods similar to what the documents describe as tools to hit children. So that's cool. Uh, so it, it's prescriptive beating. Now, they're not even yeah. waiting for a quote-unquote disciplinary I mean, infraction. They're just going to hit you ahead of time for good measure because you're terrible. Well, and it absolutely could be discipline matter because you didn't finish what was on your plate or you were wiggling in your seat too much or you didn't sing loud enough like literally anything could be yeah. used as an excuse your face looks wrong your eyes yeah. didn't have the right expression you're blinking too much um, you blinked too much you did not say please and thank you loud enough for me to hear you mumbled. You dragged your foot that one time. Yeah. I could exactly. go on. Exactly. One of those CU reporters, Nicole Dorfman, uh, is actually mentioned in the Inside the Tribe podcast in one of the more recent episodes. Mm -hmm. She has now helped reunite 10 families who have been separated from their children or loved ones by the tribe. Uh, Fucking cool. Yeah. She sounds rad. Uh, she did say it sounds really difficult though, too, and like really time consuming yeah. to try and reunite people. <laughs> um, so if you look up the 12 tribes on TikTok, 
It's a fun game. There are. They have a TikTok. No, but people talk about them on TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my wow, God! How wee. would that be? Oh, geez. Um, there are a ton of stories about them setting up refreshment booths on trails. So, like, they used to follow uh, the Grateful Dead and stuff with, like, refreshments. And now they set up on um, particularly the Appalachian Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail, but also on the Continental Divide Trail, which runs 3,100 miles between Mexico and Canada, straight up through Colorado. Okay. Yep. So it seems like there aren't a ton of second generation adult cult members. People who were raised in the cult have since escaped, like a lot of them, but they still worry what's going to happen to their parents if the cult dissolves because mm-hmm. essentially they'll be kicked to the curb with no retirement funds, no insurance, no homes, no nothing. Mm hmm. Uh, so that's terrifying for these kids who still love their parents, even though they don't condone the lifestyle. Um, a lot of the stories I heard were like, these kids grow up and have children of their own and cannot fathom raising their kids how they were raised. So that seems to be a big a big kicker for leaving. <laughs> yeah. One, that's a good thing. Like- yeah. It's terrible that it happens to you. And then the number one thing you can do is make sure that it doesn't happen yeah. to someone else. You don't maintain the cycle and perpetuate violence. Like, Well, and honestly, like, mean, it seems like it is very difficult for the government to get involved, uh, both for reason – I mean, mostly for reasons of – Polit- uh, religious freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen what can happen when the government gets involved and all the children die in a basement. Um, so outside of that, outside of the government being able to do anything not terrible, it kind of seems like this is like one of the best case scenarios for a cult dying out. Like, mm-hmm. It lasts that first generation. Their kids are like, no, thank you. And they just kind of fizzle out. Yeah. Because it seems like every other option, just everybody dies. <laughs> so. Which we don't want. Yeah. But... Like, it sucks that this these this abuse is going to continue until the cult fizzles out. But mm-hmm. I don't know what... I don't know what a better option is, really. Well, you, it it becomes harder and harder to just get new members all the time. And if your members are not staying, that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And then if an area is saturated or doesn't want you, you just go somewhere else, mm-hmm. even more remote, which we have seen in every high-control religious group. Yeah. You just go somewhere else where they don't know you or there's not enough people to make a fuss. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the 
high-level overview of the Twelve Tribes cult. I thought we could end on a slightly less serious note and read some Yellow Deli reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, this is beautiful. <laughs> oh, um, let's go. So if you look... How many of them are one star, you're a cult, go fuck yourself? So it's actually really interesting. There's... Um, the people who don't know it's a cult and they're like this is a amazing place it's super cheap the food's so good oh my god i love this place and then there are um a slew of reviews that are one star that are like you started a fire that destroyed my home go fuck yourself oh my god yes yeah because you can hate them for so many reasons. Right? There's so many reasons. So I picked a couple of uh, interesting ones. Okay. So here's the first one. The food is really good. The people are really nice. I hear things about this place being a religious cult, and it feels kind of weird knowing this and spending your money that's going towards this cult. But I don't care. I'll come back. <laughs> so that's a stance. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's a that's things that humans say. Yeah. That's things that humans say. Yeah. Um <laughs> This is this is the more entertaining one. By far the most uncomfortable dining experience I've ever had. The food was good and it's a very unique ambiance, but the employees who work here made us feel very uncomfortable. From the start, we we would not get a straight answer for what was popular or recommended which made ordering tricky, given that there's a wide variety of options on the menu. Then at the end of our meal, they gave us a, re a religious pamphlet that talks about the cult they are all in together. It was empty for a Thursday lunchtime, and I question why and how they are open 24-7. And I have heard that the Yellow Deli is really used for uh, recruiting, basically. Is why they have it. It doesn't yeah. make the money. No. So even with volunteers not having to pay employees, like it still doesn't actually make money. Yeah. Even so. restaurants that are not a front for a cult <laughs> have very low profit margins. Yeah. Like it's no. Yeah. That's why the mob uses them to launder money. Come on now. Like. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, mm -mm. you're not making money on a good day, so of course you're not. But you get all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially on Pearl Street. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, have you ever been to the Yellow Deli? I don't think I ever ate there. I think I may have walked in once when I had first moved to Colorado and had no idea. Yeah. And then I heard from a coworker, like, jokingly, like, oh, yeah, they're a cult. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, what, they're a bunch of hippies? Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I don't remember who actually first told me, but someone was like, oh, no, seriously, they are a cult. <laughs> yeah. Like. Capital C cult. Like, <laughs> like a big one. Like. Yeah. Like a, like bad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and that was, I mean, I, yeah, 
I mean, I've never walked in there since. Like, it's got. Like, I could not tell you what the inside looks like. No, it's got. I've seen it from the outside. Like, I've walked past it and thought, "Oh, that looks like oh, such yeah. a cute place." And then you see the name, and you go, "No, yep, mm-mm. Mm-mm. yep." <sighs> so there you go. It's a bad cult. Stay away. Do not support their business. Mm, no. Just don't. Just don't. No. It's giving money to a not great organization. There's plenty of other really good mom and pop restaurants in Boulder that you could go to. Yep. Don't go there. Don't go there. Um, spread the word. Let the people in your life know that it's a cult and they should stay away. It's a cult. If somebody that you love is in that cult, I'm very sorry. Um, from what I've heard, pretty much the best thing you can do is just let them know that if they ever want to get out, you're there. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Um, I will give you the, if I can find them. Hold on. I'll give you those numbers again. So... Uh, National Domestic Violence Hotline is 800-799-7233. And the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is 988. Just in case. See you never know. Just in case. And uh, we love you. Take care of yourself. Be kind. Be gentle. Yeah. Just let the emotion be a leaf. That floats away on a river and then do what you need to do that makes you feel good. Yes. As long as it's not beating children. Yes, please. <laughs> we don't do that. No, don't do that. No. 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 No to everything. That was mentioned as behaviors that this group does. Just ab- no, no, all caps, no. In parentheses, I really can't believe that we have to explicitly state this. What the fuck is wrong with you? Close parentheses, no. Exactly. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, avoid the mate factor, whatever, in Manitou Springs. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that. Plenty game. of other places to go in Manitou Springs. Yep. Incredibly cute town. I don't think I've ever been. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. I have a very long list of places I want to go around Colorado. I know. Well, you have things like two human beings who need you. Well, yeah. three who need you. Yeah. But two children <laughs> who absolutely depend on you for survival. Uh... And you have cats and a job yes. and a me uh, and a you and this podcast. Well, I assume that I would, I would drag you with me most of those places. Oh, well then. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Fuck it. Let's go. We can report on it for our podcast. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. We're live from then, the scene of, I'm in the, not the, not a crime, but line for live from scenes around Colorado that you should also mm-hmm. go to live. I don't know. I'm also just, I was telling Katie before we signed on that I am at the point of the year where I 
resent having to work. <laughs> Not even having to work. That. How much time I have to spend working. It's, it's a lot. Like, if you work eight hours a day, that's like a third of your day. That sucks. Mm -hmm. For the next 30 years, that sucks. So I think we should just travel around Colorado and podcast instead. <laughs> Yes, please. Sure. Fuck yeah. I'm down. Like, uh, humans are meant to create things. Yes. We're meant to farm and pickle and write poetry and eat grapes and be in the sunshine. And hibernate in the winter, not have and to hibernate. go out and work. I read somewhere that it was a person disclosing that they were a, an adult before they realized that bears hibernating doesn't mean that they sleep the whole time. <laughs> it just means that they're inside and like doing their normal little bear thing. Mm -hmm. I say that I don't know what bears do. I, I think they I sleep try not a lot to be around the them. Yeah, but I was like, oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Like, mm -hmm. no, they do not just constantly sleep. That it, I'm not gonna lie. That's kind of what I always imagine. I think I knew that they don't necessarily sleep that whole time, but. That's what I still picture when they hibernate. I blame the Celestial Seasonings Sleepy Time Tea box art for giving me that impression. Fun fact, they are also a cult. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> we will cover them a different time. Like Boulder, um, what is up? <laughs> we're a weird, it's a weird state. It's a weird area. <laughs> And as someone who frequently is in Boulder, <laughs> uh, it is always a show. Yeah, I'm not even in Boulder all that frequently, but every time I've gone, yeah, yeah, it's something I'm to see. It. I, in this case, put on the show today when I ate shit in a parking <laughs> lot. So... If anyone was driving around and went, oh, I just saw a petite woman cartoonishly fall in a parking lot. That was me. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Um, it was exactly as painful as it looks. And now that I know I'm okay, it's funny. But. <laughs> right? We're like, we're old enough that you fall and you don't immediately just assume that you're okay. You have to do like. No. I was very like. Oh God, I need to, I need to check. Like, can I move all the joints? Okay. We're, are we're there, all right. Are there rushing fluids? Um, are there rushing fluids? And I like pulled up my coat sleeve. I was like, is my elbow bleeding? Like what happened? Uh, and now that I'm okay, it was a particularly <laughs> enthusiastic fall. So... <laughs> That was me. Uh, I was the entertainment in in Boulder. You're welcome. Good job. Good job. All right. I guess on that note, um, yeah. Stay smart. Stay safe. Stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>